Blog Talk Radio.
Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulay. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. The Word of God says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are the called according to his purposes. According to the Amplified Version, it reads, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. My God, just to know tonight that everything that occurs in our lives is part of a bigger puzzle, part of a bigger plan that God has for our lives. I want to welcome you tonight. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for stopping by Blog Talk Radio on the God Squad 66 Network to be a part of our show tonight. This is going to be our last show on the God Squad 66 Network, and we're going to be moving on to something else. Um, information will be shared a little bit later on, but keep your eyes and your ears open for what God is going to do next with the Life on Purpose broadcast. My name is Deborah Tule, and I'm your host tonight. I'm an author. I'm also a minister. I'm a breast cancer thriver, and I am a motivational speaker, and I am so super excited to be here tonight sharing with you tonight as we're talking about purpose and we're talking about um, destiny. Now, if I was to define purpose tonight, I would the reason for which something is done created or for which something exists. So when you think about your life, know that it's not by accident, it's not by happenstance, but that you have been created with a purpose, you have been created with a destiny, that God has a plan for your life that's bigger than anything that you can imagine. You may be asking and you may be seeking action the Lord, Father, what is my purpose? What is the plan that you have for me. And God wants us to know tonight, if we ask him, he's willing to share with us. And we're going to look tonight at some scriptures, but before we get to that, I just want, I want you to wrap your mind around this, that life is a gift that God has given to us. What we do with our life is our gift back to God. See, sometimes we just take life for granted. We don't really consider our ways. We don't really consider our actions and how it's going to affect the end of our lives. We don't think about the effect that it's going to have on my tomorrow or my future, and we make decisions sometimes that literally cause our lives to take a detour. And I can't talk about you, but I can share my own testimony with you. I can just remember, you know, growing up, uh, being a teenager, and just not feeling that I was good enough, not feeling I was pretty enough, not feeling that I fit in, and wanting to be wanted, wanting to be desired, wanting to be looked upon um, as one that had value. And I found myself, by the age of 16 years old, I found myself pregnant because I was looking for love in all the wrong places, all the wrong spaces. And I found myself in a relationship much younger than what I should have been in one. You know, when you are a youth and you're playing adult games and you're you're going to find yourself in adult situations that you're not ready for. So here I was, you know, 17 years old with this little, this little baby girl. And my future was ahead of me. 
and even as I look at life and look at, you know, being in, in, in elementary school and being, you know, bright and smart and being in middle school and being smart, might have been smart in the books, but I wasn't smart when it came to taking, making the right decisions for my life. So I made that decision. And then when it came time to go to school after graduation, I didn't want to leave my baby and go away to college. I didn't want anyone else to raise my child. So I made the decision to stay. You know, I had an opportunity to go. My father, uh, my stepdad, as a matter of fact, he had been in the military, so I could have gone to college. You know, everything would have been paid for. But I made a decision that I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to stay home and take care of my baby not realizing that had I sacrificed those few years and went to school, that I probably would have put myself in a better position to be able to take care of my child. But because I made the decision to stay home and, and um, you know, take care of her, I ended up getting a job. And I don't know how many of you all have ever got a job when you didn't have any money and you started making money. But when you start making money, sometimes it will cause you to look at life differently and you will think that whatever you need to do that you feel that is important or was important to you, you'll do that thing tomorrow. And so that's how I began to feel about my life, that I would do it tomorrow. I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about getting it done today. And now here I am, you know, past 50 years old and a lot of things that I believe that I had the potential to do, I didn't do those things in life because I saw life from a different perspective and I did not pursue those things. So I feel like if we don't, if we don't put forth the effort, ability that God has placed on the inside of us, then we will never, ever fully be who God has created us to be. It takes action on our part. We can't just procrastinate through life and think that life is going to happen for us, for us. And we can't continue to have negative thoughts believing that we're going to have a positive life. Because you've got to think about it. You've got to think about your life. What is it that God has sent me into the earth realm to accomplish? And then you have to make a decision to stand up for you. Sometimes you've got to and this is something that Apostle Grace said, and I said this last week, but it's so profound. And I didn't hear her say it, but I heard her sister say that she said it. And I know that this woman of God is so profound and this word is so profound. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that. You know, I'm preparing for a conference that's going to be on February the 3rd. And even today I had a talk with myself about some things that we're going to do, meaning me, myself, and I. This is what we're going to do. Not being complacent, you know, not being fearful, but walking this thing out by faith and knowing that the gift, talent, and ability that God has placed on the inside of you, God put them there for a reason. It's purpose on your life, all over your life. God has something that he has created for you to do. The question is, are you willing? Are you willing to tap into that gift? Are you willing to tap into that ability? Are you willing to tap into that talent that God has given you and has placed on the inside of you? That's what God wants from us. That's the gift that we can give back to him. Because you have a reason for existing. You have a reason for being here. And when you look at where you are, don't judge yourself according to what you see, but judge yourself based on who you know God created you to be. Notice there's greatness 
there's greatness on the inside of you. Greatness lies on the inside of you. You can continue to live your life on purpose and aspire to be everything that the Father has created for you to be. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, I'm going to read that for your hearing. But I want you to think about God hears our prayers. Our, Our prayers do not go unnoticed, but God hears our prayers. He knows our heart. He knows our frame. The Bible says he knows that we are dust because he created us in his image. He created us in his likeness. And everything about us, God has already said that it was good. Everything about you, God said was good. Everything about me, God has already declared that it is good. And so when we look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 7. I want you to get your word out, and let's get in the word tonight for a little bit. But get your word out and look at Matthew chapter 7. Now we're going to read verses 7 and verses 8. Are you ready? Read as such. I've got to put my glasses on. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8 says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. What God wants us to know tonight is that this is your season for manifested prayer. The very things that you've been praying about, the very things that you've been seeking the Lord for, God said that this is your season of manifested prayers. Because God is saying this is this in Matthew chapter 2 is written in red. So that means that it came out of the mouth of God. It came from the mouth of Jesus across his lips. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So Jesus is saying this to us tonight. Oh, what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, we will give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, we'll give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him. Therefore, all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. God wants us to know tonight that if we ask him, God says, I am willing. I am willing to answer your prayer. This is your season of answered prayer. This is your season of manifested prayer. And when we, when we look at Matthew chapter 7, this is part of what is called the Sermon on the Mount. It's a description of the truly righteous life and outlining of the law of Christ that Jesus gave. When Jesus says this to us, to ask and it will be given to us, he said, continue in prayer. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous avails much. So when we continue to pray to God, 
It doesn't mean that God doesn't know our needs because God is omniscient, meaning he is all-seeing and all-knowing. But prayer is how we communicate our needs and desires to God. He knows what we need before we even ask. However, God wants us to communicate. God wants us to ask. And I was reading something just the other day, and it says that when we stop praying and when we cease to pray, then what we're saying to God is, God, I got it. God, I can handle it. God, I can do this on my own. But God wants us to come to him. He wants us to pray. He wants us to ask him. He wants us to seek his face. He wants us to knock on the gates of heaven and ask him to assist us in our time of trouble. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, God, is a very present help in the time of trouble. So when we ask him with the right motives, you know, we can have the wrong motives. According to James chapter 4 and 3, we can have the wrong motives. But the more time that we spend in communion with God, the more that our desires will line up with what God's desires is for our life. So prayer in itself does not produce sanctification, but it does show our dependence on God for needs that can be met no other way. Do you know who woke you up this morning? It was God. Do you know who allowed you to be able to get in your shower or take your bath and get your clothes on this morning? It was God. Do you know who's kept you over the dangerous highways throughout the day? It was God. Do you know who has allowed you to take the breath that you just breathed in? It was God. It was God all day long that's watched over you. When you were hungry today, who provided your food? It was God. When you got thirsty today, who provided your drink? It was God. It was God that allowed you to be able to open and close your eyes, to be able to open and close your mouth, to be able to walk and talk. It was God that allowed you to be able to do these things. And so Jesus went on to say, if you seek, you will find. If you seek him, if you seek his face, you'll find him. And according to Psalms 27 and verse 8, that's what it says. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. How do we seek God's face? Through our prayer time, through our meditation, through our hunger for for him to be in his presence, just like being a little child. You remember when your parents were gone away from home? Maybe mom was, was away on a trip or, or mom and dad went away. On, they went out on a date. And remember how you long for your parents to come home? You long for your mom's presence? God wants us to long for him. He wants us to desire to be in his presence. In Psalms 34 and 10, it says, The young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Oh, God, I bless your holy name. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord, they lack no good thing. Everything that you have need of will be provided. Because Psalms 119 and 2 says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. So God isn't hiding anything from us. He's not trying to keep anything from us. The Bible says that God gives every good and perfect gift comes from heaven, comes from above, comes from our Father. So 
So God isn't trying to keep anything from us. His heart's desire is for us to to persistently and passionately look for him all around us. And when we do, he promises that he will be found. Oh, my God. God says, I'm not hiding for you from you. I'm not playing seek and find with you. I'm not playing hide and go seek with you. But God says in his word, if you seek me, you will find me. Proverbs 8 and 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. So seeking is a matter of paying attention with an engaged mind and acute awareness of desiring God, desiring to be in his presence, desiring to have a conversation with him. It doesn't, mind, it doesn't mean you have to always lock yourself in your closet to talk to God. It doesn't mean you have to wait until you get in, in, a, in your bathroom and close the door. You can be driving in your car and having a conversation with the Lord. You can be sitting at your desk typing and having a conversation with the Lord. You can be on your lunch break, sitting there reading your word, having a conversation with the word. Because if we seek God, we're going to find God. God says, I'm not hiding for you. I've made myself available to you. Just as you've made yourself available to your children, God says, I've made myself available to you. And when you seek me, oh, my God, according to Matthew 6 and 33, God says this. He says, seek me first. If you seek his kingdom first and his righteousness that everything else that we have need of will be provided. Now, what does that mean? That means I'm going to seek God's kingdom. It means I'm going to put God's plan before my own plan. It means I'm going to seek God's righteousness. It means I'm going to set priority on personal holiness and a desire to be sanctified. Then Jesus said, knock and the door will be opened to you. If you knock, you knock, if you take time to knock, on the door. You knock until somebody hears you, right? And when you knock on the door and they hear it, if you're out there, they'll come and open the door. Well, Jesus is saying that if we knock on the door, he's saying he's going to open the door. And he uses this metaphor for the action that this, that this is going to produce in your life. So if you need something from behind the door, come on. Somebody out there right now, you need a door open. You need a job. Come on. Somebody need a financial breakthrough. Somebody needs healing in their body. You need that door to open for you. And when you knock on that door, and when you know that healing belongs to you, that it is your portion, when you know that God said in his word that he will provide all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus, he's going to provide your every need, everything you have need of. God says, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. When you already know that I need a job, Lord, that God is going to open that door for you if you knock, if you knock, and if you seek him, if you seek him for everything that you have need of, to take care of you, to cover you, to protect you. You know, God has encamped angels around and about us to protect us. God has even even dispatched angels. Angels are in the heavenlies, and they're doing battle on our behalf. The Bible says that they, the angels of the armies of God, that they are doing warfare on behalf of the children of God. So God is doing warfare in the heavenlies through his angels on your behalf. If we think about Daniel the prophet and how he prayed 
And the Bible said he had prayed for 21 days and he was waiting on an answer. And, he, and his answer never came. And he kept praying and he kept seeking. And the Bible said that the angel came. The archangel came and told Daniel, Daniel, from the first day you prayed, God heard your prayer. But because of the warfare that was going on, that, the, that your prayer, the answer to your prayer was held up. And I just want to say right now to someone that's tuned in tonight that your prayer, it seems like your answer is, is not coming through. It seems like God doesn't hear your cry. It seems like God does, is not attentive to what you need from him. But I want you to know tonight that God said the same thing that Daniel experienced, that's what you're experiencing right now. It is delayed, but it's not denied. God says you will see my promise come to fruition, you will see it manifest in your, in your life. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Don't stop. Asking is verbal. Open up your mouth and ask. Open up your mouth. We ought to use our mouths and petition God for our needs and for our desires. We ought to open up our mouths and we ought to ask God for what we need. Number two, we are to seek, and believers, we are to seek God with our minds, with our heart, with our soul. So seeking God is more than asking. It's like, God, I, I, I want to be where you are. I want to be in your presence, like your mom in another room, and you're not sure which room she's in, or your dad was in another room, and you wasn't sure which room he was in, and you go from room to room until you found him. God says, I want you to begin to seek me. I want you to begin to seek me with your heart. I want you to begin to seek me with your mind. I want you to begin to seek me with your attitude to come into my presence, to make your abode with me. I'm telling you, God says, if you abide with me, I will abide with you. God's saying tonight, if you will sup with me, I will sup with you. God is saying, I will take time and spend time with you if you will spend time with me. And then God goes on to let us know that if we, Knock, that's a physical movement in which we have to take action. If we will knock, see, we can't stop at the asking and the seeking. They're both important, but we got to keep on moving until we start knocking. We got to knock. We, have, we must have some action because we have, we have to know words without action is like breathing without life. You can't breathe and not have life the same way you can't believe, you can't seek, you can't ask and not knock. It comes together, all three of them working together for your good. So you've got to have some action behind it because if you say you trust God and you believe God, then your faith is going to require you to have a corresponding action. And in the same way that you seek it, the same way that you're asking, God says, I want you to knock. I want you to knock, and I want you to believe with your whole heart because you're asking, because you're seeking, because you're knocking, that I'm going to answer your prayer. Because God says, I have a command, I've commanded a promise after that. After you ask and after you seek and after you knock, Jesus says, the promise that follows that, that everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Because God delights in your time of prayer. 
God delights when you ask. God delights when you seek. And God delights when you knock. And he promises to give you what you need. He promises not to leave you nor forsake you. He promises to be right there in the time of trouble. He promises to be there with you. So I want to encourage you not to give up. I want to encourage you not to lose hope because God has you. He has you covered. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. But God is right there, and he's waiting for you. God is waiting for you to come to him. God is waiting for you to come into his presence. And right now, we're going to have our Life on Purpose song for this week. And the name of the song is You Waited by Travis Green. We're going to do this song. It's called You Waited. You came out of your way. You sat down to speak to me. <laughs> what amazing grace that you've shown so patiently and you.
living life on my own terms in, a, in the way that I felt I was, you know, big enough and bad enough to do it. I'm so glad that you're here tonight listening in um, on God Squad 66 Network. We are live on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. So glad that you're here tonight. I mean, I got caught up in that song. I forgot to, to come off, this, uh, <laughs> off silent. Wow. But just thinking about how good God is. And just thinking about how his mercy endures forever. And we're talking tonight from the topic, you can have more if you believe for it. And we're talking about asking, seeking, and knocking, talking about that principle and how, you know, Jesus has already spoken to us. He's already given us instructions on what we must do as it relates to, you know, walking in our purpose. It involves prayer. It involves us seeking the Lord. It involves us getting wisdom from the Father. So in order for us to be able to do that, we have to put ourselves in position to receive from the Lord. And I want to share another scripture. And I'm actually not going to be on tonight for the whole hour. Um, I'm actually getting ready for the conference and getting my mind space ready for that. It's going to be awesome, y'all. I want everybody to come on out and um and be a part of the conference on February the 3rd at the Holiday Inn in Rock Hill, South Carolina. The conference is called Operation Reset, and this is an opportunity for you to come, press reset on your life, um, and get back moving. A lot of times we find ourselves where we have gotten to a place of complacency that we're not fulfilling our full potential. We have not maximized what God has placed on the inside of us. So I want to invite you to step out of mediocrity, complacency, and stagnation and into a place called purpose. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life before now. You can press reset again again at Operation Reset Conference 2018. Know that you were created as an original, a unique creation. There's only one you. You are here in the earth pregnant with purpose and possibilities. And now is the time for you to push. But first, you must set clear intentions that will respond to your actions. So I want to encourage you, come on and um, be a part of Operation Reset. I promise you it is going to be a phenomenal conference. You're going to be so glad that you came out. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. So I want you to come February the 3rd. You can go to Operation Reset 18 and uh, purchase your and register um, to attend the conference. It's only $35 through tonight, y'all. It's a winter, we had a winter blitz. It actually ended a couple of days ago, but then we decided that we would have a winter blitz because of the weather, knowing that some of the parents you know, had children out of school um, unexpectedly and had to take care of them and make sure they had food and things that they needed. So we wanted to do something to show our love. And um, in doing that, we had a winter blitz that we, um, we've we actually um, allowed um, tickets to be able to be purchased at the early bird ticket price, which is um, only $35. So go on out there, purchase your ticket, get your ticket so you can be there at Operation Reset 2018 at the Holiday Inn Express. You don't want to miss it. If you want to check out who's going to be there, go on my page. Um, if, if you're not my Facebook friend, send me a friend request. I'd love for you to check it out so you can see the photos of who's going to be there so you can definitely connect with those people, um, you know, with seeing who they are, visit their Facebook pages, and just get a little snapshot of what you can expect 
at Operation Reset. Yes, it is going to be phenomenal. I promise you, you're going to be so glad that you were in the place. All right. And I want to share this scripture with you before I go um, from the book of Mark, the number 11. And to me, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. I'm going to begin reading at verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And I'm going to say that again. This is verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe, 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 believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have an ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. I just want you to know tonight, when you stand praying, believe that you're going to receive what you're asking of the Father. That's one of the major components of our prayer life. That's one of the major components of receiving answered prayer, of having manifested prayers in our lives. When we believe that we're going to receive what we're asking of the Father, when we are in such relationship with him that our prayers line up with his purpose and his plans for our lives, you know, we begin to operate and walk out what God has created us to do. It's going to literally blow your mind. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not going to share with you right now, but there's some things on the horizon that God is doing in my life personally that literally scares me, has me shaking in my boots. However, I truly believe with everything in me that this is my destiny, that this is my purpose, that this is what God created me to do. Now, I can sit back. I can be afraid, I can be fearful, I can be complacent, I can procrastinate and not do any of it. Or I can get up and I can believe that the God who created me, the God who has, has sent me into the earth realm with a purpose and a destiny, that he is going to enable me, he's going to give me the anointing, he's going to empower me to do what he has created me to do. I think about that um, spaghetti sauce called Prego. It was a commercial back in the day when they talked about all the things that a spaghetti sauce needed, and they would often say, it's in there. That was that commercial. That was the, the um, plumb line of that commercial, and that should be our plumb line today. Whatever you need to be successful, whatever you need to walk out your purpose and your destiny, it's already in there. So when you, when you ask, when you seek, when you knock, believe. Believe that you're going to have what you're asking the Father for. Believe that it's already done. Believe that your body is healed. Believe that your finances are coming. You're going to receive that financial breakthrough. Believe that God is going to provide that job, that car, whatever you need. Believe that God's going to give you peace. Believe that you're going to be able to sleep at night, that that, that 
that stress and that anxiety and that insomnia that's been plaguing your life. Believe that that's been broken from your life. Believe that God is working it out in your life for your good and for his glory. God is moving on your behalf right now. Believe it by faith because you've been praying and you've been sowing and now it's your time to anticipate rain. And anticipating rain means I believe it. I believe it. Even before I see the see the crops begin to come out, even before I see, you know, the you know how when, when you plant a seed and, and when you begin to see that those small little leaves breaking through the ground. I remember I had a garden a couple of years ago and it just blessed me so much to plant those seeds in the ground and then see those seeds popping up through the soil, producing a harvest. There are seeds right now that you've deposited and that you've planted in faith, and, there, and now you've you got to water it. You've got to believe that God's going to do it. You can't get distracted. You can't get frustrated because it doesn't seem like it's coming fast enough. But you've got to believe by faith that the God that said that he would, the God that said if I ask, that if I seek, if I knock, that, I would, that it's going to be done unto me, the same God who said in, in Mark chapter 11, Verse 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This is red letter. This is Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, the saying to you and me tonight, the speaking to us right now over the bounds of time. Jesus is saying to you and I, he said if when you pray it, if you believe it, then you're going to receive it. And we got to set our faith in agreement with this word of God that what Jesus has already spoken over our lives, what Jesus has already spoken over our destiny, what Jesus has already spoken over the purpose of our lives, that it is yes and it is amen in Christ Jesus. It will come to pass. It may be delayed, but it will not be denied. But everything that God has purposed for our lives, that it will come to pass. And we're going to be able to give the give back to God because what we do with our life, with our lives, it is our gift back to our Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do honor you. We bless your name. We praise you tonight, God. We thank you for this time in your word, Father. We pray right now, Father God, that your word will continue to resonate with us. Allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway, Father God. Allow us to hide your word in our hearts that we will not sin against you, Lord God. Father, we thank you tonight for the promises that you've already made to us, Father God. You desire, Lord God, to bless us. You desire, Father God, to heal us. You desire to provide for us. You desire to take care of us, Father God, because we are your children, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we are part of a heavenly kingdom. And we pray, Father, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us a kingdom mindset, Lord God, that we won't walk in the earth, Father God, with a poverty mindset, and we won't walk in the earth, Father God, with a worldly mindset, Father. But give us a kingdom mindset, Father. Father, that we will know that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that we'll know, Father God, that because we belong to you, Father, you're not like a deadbeat dad, but you take care of those who belong to you, Father God. I thank you for peace that surpasses understanding, Father. I thank you for providing every need, God, healing. I call it forth.
forth in Jesus' name. Peace, I call it forth in Jesus' name. Joy, I call it forth in Jesus' name. Financial blessings, I call it forth in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you right now for emotional, Lord God, for those that are going through emotional, Father. I pray tonight, God, that you will touch them like no one else can. Father, you said in your word you came to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. I thank you right now, Father God, that every broken place, God, is being healed right now. In the name of Jesus, there will be nothing broken, nothing scattered, nothing missing, God, but I call them whole tonight. In the name of Jesus, God, I come against the spirit, Lord God, hallelujah, the, the enemy that is plaguing, that is raging war, Father, on the saints of God, that's raging war on the minds of your people, God. God, I thank you that you are a mind regulator, God. I pray right now that you will regulate, Father, even the thinking faculties of your people. We know that the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, Father, I pray right now, God, that you'll be a hedge of protection around the saints, around our children, Father God, around our grands and our great-grands. God, be a hedge of protection, God, that when the enemy comes in, that you, Father God, you will lift up a standard against them, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you right now, Father God, that no plague shall befall us and no evil shall come now. I dwelling in the name of the Lord Jesus, that every assignment of the enemy is aborted. Father, I call for crop failure over every seed that was planted in ignorance, Father God, every seed, Father God, that's not going to, Lord God, that's not going to be profitable, Father, for the purpose and the destiny that you have for us. I declare and decree that it will die. It will die in the field. It will not yield any fruit. It will not yield a harvest, God, but we are like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Lord God, our fruit will produce in its season, God. Our leaf will not wither, and whatever we do, God, it will prosper. God, I thank you right now for a fresh anointing of your spirit being released. Empower us, Father, to walk out our purpose. Empower us, God, to fulfill our destiny in the earth. Empower us, Father God, to hear you and to move as you give us instruction and direction. As you said in your word, Father God, that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by you, Father. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We bless you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, and we give you glory. And I'm going to end tonight with this song by Miranda Curtis. Ah, I just hear the Lord saying tonight to us that I'm a way maker. Listen up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You're a way maker. And we appreciate you. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Can 
we say that together? Cry Waymaker, say. Miracle. Promise. Let's declare it together. Waymaker. Waymaker. Yeah. Miracle oh my.
being with us tonight on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. Um, it has pleasure to serve you on the God Squad 66 Network each week. Um, my prayer is that you will continue to follow us um, as we will continue to share information with you concerning our next venture. God bless you, everyone, and know that I love you with the love of God. And remember that life isn't living until it's lived on purpose. God bless you, and good night. Bye now.